Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Kickout. Um, I am still playing up to my 70s porn star gimmick. Uh, they call me Smooth Butterfly Skillet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and my name is Mex. And your name's Tay? <laughs> oh, my name's Tay. I, didn't, I thought you could hear me. I said it before. Oh, I thought you were going to do... Oh, did you? Oh, Max heard you. Say yeah, I said it. Oh, I'm sorry, Tay. I didn't hear you. Uh, how are you both? Good, good. Just There's a lot, of, a lot of energy in this room. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm good. Um, I've, I'm tired. A lot of um, wrestling this week as per normal. Obviously, we just before we come on live, we were talking about WrestleMania week and... That's literally going to be Monday night Raw, Tuesday Hall of Fame, Wednesday and Thursday NXT, Friday SmackDown, Saturday and Sunday um, WrestleMania, Monday night Raw after Mania. It's, yeah, it's going to be mad that week. But, no rest yeah, for the know. wicked, huh? No rest for the wicked. But, Not uh, at all. That's why we love what they do. They provide us some great entertainment over the week. Speaking of great entertainment, uh, did anybody watch Raw this week? Yes. A man said, speaking of great entertainment, <laughs> anyone listening to this is probably thinking, what? Skilly, are you right? We've lost, we've lost subscribers already. Yeah, uh, um, how did Raw kick off this week? We must just get into it, man. How did Raw kick off this week? Um, Bobby Lashley. Bobby, yeah, Bobby Lashley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he face off against Miz? Was that the first match of the, of the night? It was the first match of the night. But before that, Bobby Lashley had cut a promo backstage as he came to the arena saying, you know, how long he's grinded for this and all that kind of stuff. Really good promo. Then Miz started the actual show saying how he's, you know, how unfairly he had to defend his championship multiple times the week before. Um, and he wasn't ready for Bobby Lashley and all this kind of stuff. And now he needs to win it back so he can go to WrestleMania. And then they had their match. And Lashley made quick work of the Miz, didn't he? He just kind of squashed him within a few minutes more uh, more um competitive than you know the match that bobby lashley won the title but yeah he lost either way well the miz was the miz not doing like some typical heel running out the ring kind of thing and getting chased by bobby then put into fullness wasn't that i thought that was the match i kind of thought the miz just was getting chased and then lashley put him in a full nelson he jumped out the ring. He jumped out the ring a couple times to start the match, and then he actually tried to drop some offense on Bobby Lashley. During he got some offense. Did he get some offense? He, he did. He did. He did. I remember that. But yeah, at the end of the day, it ended uh, in the hurt lock and done. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna try and get Raw up so I can actually uh, remember stuff because I don't remember anything that happened on Raw. Uh, yeah, Monday does feel like a long time ago still. Uh. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right, let's you know what? Let's just talk about some highlights actually, instead of actually going through down the whole paper. McIntyre and Sheamus had another brutal match. Um, it wasn't better than the match they had a few weeks ago, but a very, very good showing. Um, both wrestlers had like waltz in their back or bruises, marks, just beat the hell out of each other. Tay, is this the kind of wrestling you like to watch? You like to see two burly men just beating each other up. All these bruises, beefcakes. Beefcakes. Is this what, is this really. what you like play? No, I don't. I don't like it. I, I mean, it's it's okay to watch, but it's not obviously my favorite wrestling style. I'm just wondering why 
why they keep showing them two together. Like this could, like they could, it could be like such a great WrestleMania match, and they're just gonna like ruin it by keep keeping them like going at it each other each week, each week, each week. Like give them a break, do a match, give them a break, so that when it gets to WrestleMania, like it's heated up. It's just, it, I think it's just gonna be too much. So like. Because there's one more pay per view, right? Before WrestleMania, Fastlane, yeah. When's Fastlane this weekend? Next weekend, I think 21st. So, surely we, it must be McIntyre, Sheamus. That, that would make sense. Um, you know, if they wanted to play it safe, that could be a number one contenders match for Bobby Lashley at Mania. Ah. Um, but my, my thing is, like Tay is saying, these are brilliant matches which they're basically giving out for free. And um, they could be saved for a pay-per-view, especially because of the, the level of brutality that these guys are going through. Like this one was a this one was a no disqualification match and it was very brutal. The one that wasn't a, a no disqualification match the week before was brutal as well. Like and Drew won the first one. This one was a no contest. But if it's going to have like a payoff match, why didn't Sheamus just win this somehow? Mm. Like... And then they could have, you know, the rubber match at fast lane and whatever. But uh, Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman had another promo. Um, I'm gonna lie to you guys. When I see these guys, I just I kind of skim forward. I'm not gonna lie. I don't even I don't even watch these, so I don't even I don't remember what was said. I know that Shane came out and walked off, didn't he? Didn't he come out to the ring and pretend to say something and he walked away? So. And Strowman's in the ring saying, you're playing games with me. Stop playing games with me. <laughs> there, there was two segments. There was two segments. And Strowman was asking Shane for an apology for treating him like an idiot and thinking he's stupid, this, that, and the other. Shane came down straight away and just looked it straight, went up to him face to face and said, I apologize. And walked out the ring. And Braun was like, is that it? And then Shane looked like he was going to say something and didn't. Walked backstage. And then later on in the night, we saw Adam Pearce say to Shane McMahon, um, you know, what was all that about? It looked like he wanted to say something. He didn't. Shane McMahon said, oh, you're nosy. But yeah, I did want to say something. Tell um, Braun Strowman to go to the ring. I'll meet him in the ring. Cool. Shane McMahon got to the ring. Braun Strowman came down. Shane McMahon then played as if the mic wasn't working um, and asked for a new mic. He used that as his excuse to get out of the ring. Started walking up the entranceway and then said to Braun Strowman, um, you know what? I never said you're stupid. Um, he used all these kind of other synonyms for stupid and referring to him as stupid, but not actually calling him stupid and saying that other people might call you stupid and not. And as Shane, as you guys know, he gets all sweaty. He starts like touching his like oh like and flicking off the sweat and like he almost looked like he'd forgotten his lines, but he hadn't. He was just kind of wasting Strowman's time and mocking. And even as I think Samoa Joe said on commentary um this is awkward like no one knew what was going on if this was meant to happen or not and mm. then he just ended the segment by saying um bra, 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 braun which i don't you know get. What this reminds, do you know what this reminds me of do you remember that storyline back in it would have been 2000 or yeah i think it was the year 2000 when big show first joined wwe so he joined mm -hmm. 1999 but then there was a time when big show and shane had a little storyline and shane kept treating him like an idiot the big stumbling idiot and he kept saying stuff like yeah. which way did he go which way did he go yeah. it reminds me a lot of that and okay. then so then after that um Strowman chased him out 
um, to the back. There was a car in the back area, in the garage area, that like, looked like it, it just kind of drove out. So Strowman assumed that um, Shane McMahon was in that car and just walked off like I've missed him in it. And then Shane McMahon just pops back on frame and was just like, oh, he's so stupid or something like that. You know, you know the thing here, yeah. Like, I, didn't even see, I didn't even see that. I didn't even know that. Like, happened, all of this was just so bad. But this is mad. I, I actually bet money that Shane McMahon is gonna give us a half decent match at WrestleMania. He's gonna take a he's gonna take a he's gonna take a disgusting bump, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's that's so, mainly it. But he's like, gonna throw him off something high. They'll probably climb up the Titan Tron or the whatever. They'll probably repeat that stunt he did back in the day when he got hit with the kendo stick by the Steve Blackman. Stick where Black <laughs> they'll probably do that again. They'll, they'll probably do some mad stunt when he just falls off something like that. And that's all that this is. Um, yeah. And, and, yeah. and they'll, they'll make Strowman look like a monster again, all over again. Mm-hmm. Has Strowman got, got the worst WrestleMania moments? He, I don't, yeah. yeah, kind of. He had the win yeah. with the 10 year old kid. When were the ten year old kid the nickel? I think that was must have been a debut. It may have been. I think um, that was. And then and then he well, had, well it, it depends. I swear he had, he was in a segment where the rock was in, wasn't it? When the rock beat up the Wyatt family. That's a really terrible, that's a terrible moment for him. Well, oh, <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but he did win an Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Oh, has he won one? Yeah, remember he eliminated those comedians from SNL. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Won Mania. yeah, yeah. yeah. Tay, oh, Tay, uh, we saw that live, Tay. Yep. Oh, and then he, beat, and he oh yeah, and he beat Goldberg for the belt last year. So I yeah. guess he hasn't. I guess that's made up for it. It's a mixed bag still. It's a mixed yes. bag. There is, there's no WrestleMania moments in there. Yeah. It's just a mixed yeah. bag, like. All right. I, I, we don't have to go back to Shane and Strowman for the rest of this podcast, do we? That's yeah, it. Thank right? God it's done. Okay. Yeah. No, no, no. I really <laughs> enjoyed the New Day's more comeback tribute gear. Kofi had the Scorpion. Xavier had the Sub Zero. Yeah. Uh, obviously, they're going to be very excited because the new Mortal Kombat movie is coming out next month, so that should be interesting. But they had a match against the Hurt Business. I can't remember how this match finished. It was Xavier Woods versus um, Shelton Benjamin. Oh, that's um, it. Kofi. In recent weeks, he's just been doing the most on the outside, all the trash talk and stuff. So he was doing that kind of. I heard, drew... him, say, I heard him say. I heard him say to um, Shelton when Shelton body slammed Xavier. He goes. Improve your moveset. Improve your moveset. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did this like, all come up from um, uh, the Elimination Chamber when he was talking to Randy Orton? Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally since then. Like, so, yeah, he was saying to... He was sarcastically saying to Shelton, yeah, great moveset, Shelton. Great moveset. And it's like, improve your moveset. And then um, Shelton eventually got drawn out and started replying to Kofi. And then um, he got rolled up by Xavier Woods. So Okay. Yeah, so I'm assuming her business new day for the titles at Fastlane. It's next week. Oh, on Raw. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Slapjack. Was it Slapjack? No, it was. Yeah, it was. He was Slapjack. Yeah. yeah, Slapjack. Tay. I'm just. I'm. Just, I just feel really sorry for them. Like, imagine, like you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm coming to Raw. Like, I'm going to roll. I've made it. I've made it. And they've made them look like absolute idiots. Like, they're just, they're just ridiculous. Like, they're supposed to be this, like, menacing, menacing gang. And every week they're losing. Even when they came in, it wasn't good. I just feel sorry for them as wrestlers. Like, I just feel really sorry for them. I don't know. Well, obviously, where they're going is um, Ali's going to split up with them and he, Ali's going to go his own way. But then what does that leave? What's the lead with the rest of them? Where are they gonna go? They gotta take off their masks. 
Yeah. Like whenever they make that split, it has to be, yeah, take off my mask. I'm fed up. I'm not doing this nonsense anymore. And even with you saying that, you know, I feel bad for them. I really feel Mustafa Ali is trying his utmost to make this work. And yeah. you can see that. But I really feel bad for Mia Yim or Reckoning. Because, yeah, she's had one match on Raw since this all happened. She's had a couple matches on main event, I believe. But she she's getting no airtime at all. She just lost in the fray. Just lost, lost. in it. Lost. Not even like, she doesn't even have like other women. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, they don't even speak about her. They're, she's just cool. unknown. Mm. Yeah, yeah, she's, she's definitely getting buried in this thing, bro. Mm. Um, did Naomi, am I making this up? Didn't Naomi and Lana come out together? Do the glow entrance together? Yeah. Was that Raw or SmackDown? It was on Raw. They they finally were having their no, they're number one contenders for the women's tag titles. They have been for like four weeks now, and they've had two other tag teams fight for the women's tag titles before they've got round to Naomi and Lana, the actual number one contenders. So they were having their match against Nia Jackson and Shayna Baszler. Naomi is wearing this really glowy mask thing that covered her whole head, like the disco ball, disco ball helmet. No. It looked cool though. I ain't gonna lie to you. It was a bit weird, but it looked cool. It looked cool. <laughs> and uh, so, they, so I guess they're now officially a tag team. If they're gonna wear the same ring gear, uh, or similar ring gear, uh, and you're gonna come out together with the same entrance, they're officially now a tag team. Tay, how do you feel about Naomi and Lana as a tag team? I still think it's a weird pairing. Um, I think it's more weird just because. Lana still hasn't really, really got her own presence as a female wrestler yet. Like she, she obviously she was like um, with Rusev and then she's kind of just hopped around different people and she hasn't kind of found her own, like this is me and like this is the type of wrestler I am. She kind of just assimilates to whoever she's tag teaming with. I kind of, she just kind of goes with them. So it's, it's just a bit, it's still a bit weird. I just wish they would let her, like be a single competitor and find her niche and then put her in tag team. Let's talk about Lana because I remember when she when she first first debuted at NXT, I was very impressed with this woman. I was like, yo, this woman, she's a good spokesperson for Rusev. She was great character work. She was over. Remember she how over she used to be? She was so over at one point when she got called up to Raw with Rusev, they, they, they were both over and she was the main reason why, one of the reasons why Rusev was over as well is because of Lana. And it's just, since they put her with Ziggler, ever since they they split her and Rusev up and put her with Ziggler, it's just been a slippery slope for Lana ever since. I don't think she's ever recovered from it. She hasn't really been, I don't know. What do you guys think? I just don't think she hasn't been, she hasn't been the same since. Bro, they, they, things, things work and then WWE choose to go and tamper with it. Like that's basically the long and short of it. Like, um, like you said, she's a she's in her manager or valet bag. That's her thing. And yeah. like, I don't know why. I know she probably wants to wrestle as well, but at some point, you need to just show her the hardcore evidence, the hardcore data. This is your numbers or your performance level and your crowd reaction when you do this. And this is you know the exact same thing when you do this. That's in the ring, and. It, it doesn't it doesn't stack up they took her away from rusev when they were doing their best work um tried to do some love angle with dolph ziggler and all of that stuff just nonsense again put them back together when she was doing the rusev day stuff with um aiden english and rusev 
and then tried to do some love angle there that she was coming on to Aiden English. Like, they want this to be drama. And Lana draws big numbers for them on terms in terms of their, like, digital spaces, YouTube, um, TikTok, this, that, and the other. And it's funny when Tay was like, she doesn't have an identity and people are like, she's latching onto people because that's exactly what's happening. Yet, like if you take Naomi, for instance, Naomi doesn't get as much airtime if she's not paired with Lana because mm. they know what Lana does for her on the socials and stuff. They know mm. what Lana does for Natalia on the socials and stuff. So they're pairing her with people for social media reasons, but she can't keep up with these people in the ring and she hasn't established herself where it really counts. So well, I, I know Lana and Naomi actually have a genuine good friendship back in real life. Um, they so like the whole dance thing. Like, that's yeah, their yeah. thing. Like, yeah, dance, I get yeah. it. But Lana, so yeah, so you, you raised a good point there. So Lana was Ziggler. Obviously, Rusev, obviously, when she first came on the scene, and that's a, that's a real life husband. So obviously, the chemistry is there. Mm. But then it's like, so Lana, Ziggler, Aiden English, Lashley. Who else did they do Lana with? She had like one random segment with The Rock. Do you remember? It wasn't like yeah, yeah. Like, when the Rock, you know what I remember? yeah. When The Rock tried to move to her, yeah. <laughs> like that. She had to take her from Rusev. Yeah. And then obviously, apart from that, she's been involved in like the Nia Jack stuff of being put Nia on the Jack, table Natalia, nine weeks Naomi. in a row. Yeah, yeah. Just no consistency. Wow. Okay. Uh, AJ Styles had a match with Randy Orton. Am I right? Yeah, in the main event. And how did that end? I don't. Why that? Why am I forgetting what happened? Actually, um, it ended with Randy Orton was in was in the ascendancy. He was about to put an RKO on AJ Styles. Then Alexa Bliss came up on the Titron. She's sitting in her. Oh, yeah. I don't know what that evil Pentagon star thing is called, but she was yeah. sitting in that. Done some more juju thing that she's been on. <clears throat> he started spewing the black blood again from his mouth. Um. And then when the lights came back on, AJ Styles hit him with a phenomenal forearm and pinned him and done. Right. And that's how it ended, right? With with, with Alexa Bliss laughing or something like that. Correct, yeah. Yeah. All right, let's talk about this storyline with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss because uh, Soldier Boy had a lot to say about it on his Twitch. Uh, yeah. Next, can you please talk about the extended rivalry between Randy Orton <laughs> and Soldier Boy Kellen? So obviously we saw what we saw last week and thought it kind of wrapped up. Um, this Randy Orton actually started it, and there's a there's a little sub conversation that we could have from this because Randy Orton said to he sent he added um, Soldier Boy on Twitter um, pictures of Drew McIntyre and Sheamus's back following their non disqualification match. Obviously welts all over the place, and he said, you know, fake. You said that this is fake. You don't know about fake and i'm paraphrasing here he said oh um like i made you relevant again and um give me your baby mama's name so i can send her over some checks or something along those lines yeah i think you guys know where i'm going with this other conversation we can have but we'll have that in a second randy Orton said something along those lines please check his twitter for the exact wording but it was definitely something along the lines of let me send some checks to your baby mama and all this kind of stuff so um then Soldier Boy was on Twitch and then he was playing Grand Theft Auto on Twitch whilst he was cussing out um, Randy Orton saying, I don't even have no baby moms. What kind of racist kind of comments is that? This, that and the other, that your thing is fake. The only real ones in wrestling are Brock Lesnar, John Cena, The Rock and Austin. The rest of you lot are, are fake. 
how can I fight a guy in in, in a leather thong? Um, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, he was just going he, on. He, one. He, he, said, he said, he said, he said, rest all y'all fake bitch ass, bitch ass mofos, and the only real ones is Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold, The Rock. And John Cena. And John Cena. Then he goes, oh yeah, shout out to the Hardy Boys. Shout out to the Dudley Boys. Shout out to the Dudley Boys. Shout out to the Hardy Boys. He goes, shout out to the Dudley Boys. He goes, shout out to um, the Hardys, Swan Tom, as if Swan Tom is something different <laughs> from the Hardys. <laughs> um, but yeah, so them two are still going at it. But then, yeah, the, the deeper conversation that's kind of come up is why is Randy Orton making noise and saying this and that about baby mothers that he actually doesn't have any kids? And um, obviously, that's a very kind of stereotypical statement, racial oh, undertones, racial statement. undertones, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys think? I'm not surprised. Orton strikes me as a racist, man. 100%. Okay. I, I I would have expected that to be the first thing out his mouth. To be fair, yeah. by his baby mum or whatever, whether he had one or not, which doesn't he doesn't even have kids. Doesn't even have kids. I, I think yeah. I think Orton's probably been holding back worse since their first encounter last week, and then mm. maybe this one slipped this week, and he probably read back the tweet and thought, oh, he doesn't have any, you know, real derogatory words in it, so it must be fine. Click send. I remember but, one yeah. time Orton did a. I think Orton was doing. I think he was doing like a Twitch video. It probably wasn't Twitch. It was, it was quite a while. It was quite a few years ago. I don't mm. think Twitch was around then. But you know when people play games online and maybe Periscope yeah. or something. I think it might be Periscope. And he was showing. He was playing Call of Duty and he like shot someone and he said, "Yeah, N word." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he, he really said that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember. Apologize to say, oh no, this is what me and my boys would say. We don't. I don't mean it like that. Like I've got a lot. Oh, of, that is a mess. Did the whole I've got black friends thing, and I love black music. I listen to hip hop. Oh, give it a rest. Shit. Give it a rest, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's all a mess. So, even the way he treated Kofi back in the day, I always felt mm, there was more. There was more to that. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. kept calling Kofi stupid. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I definitely didn't like that when it happened. Like, I got it. I understood why he does a bit of a mess up, but I thought there's there's something else There's behind it yeah, yeah but what i liked was that Rand, when kofi had his run building up to the title randy allowed him to call him stupid on the, yeah 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 that was yeah. good and then he actually generally said nice things about kofi winning the title so mm. like you know yeah still a racist um some news outside of wrestling uh the big news uh molly holly is will be inducted to the wwe hall of fame uh, I guess she goes with the Bella Twins because the Bella Twins were inducted last year. Yeah, so the Bella oh, Twins yeah. and Molly Holly would be the women who will be inducted to Hall of Fame. I'll go with Tay first because she's a woman and I'm being very stereotypical here. This is what, this is what I don't know if you know, what Flu does all the time, right? <laughs> Every time we talk about wrestling and it's subjects about women, Flu's like, yeah, you know, you know, I was thinking like maybe Bianca Belair and Charlotte. What do you think, Tay? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this. <laughs> uh, but but I'm gonna do a flu here. I'm gonna do a flu. What do you think about this day? Molly Holly being inducted to the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's well deserved. Molly Holly, she was one of like the the women that I used to watch. Like Ashley used to be like, oh, she can wrestle. It wasn't just you know, what was it the bikini bra and panty matches, and it wasn't all those Mud kind of stuff. yeah, those silly kind of things. And it was like, okay, this woman can actually wrestle, and she would go off kind of um, like. The um, 
forgot the name of it. She used to jump off the ropes and she kind of did like it was the, the same Molly thing. Molly Goran. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it's like, it was similar to kind of like Lita esque kind of things. So I was like, oh, I actually, I really like her. And she had like longevity as well. And she had, you know, storylines were okay. Um, but she definitely deserves it. Molly Holly herself, she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy she's going in. Max? Um, yeah, she wasn't. Um, I think at that time there were kind of other women that were more stood out to me sort of thing um, like you know we said the leaders and stuff like that um, but I think she's someone definitely in my as I got older and I looked back on stuff I definitely had an appreciation for her I remember I think it was two years ago or maybe three years ago when Beth Phoenix got inducted into the Hall of Fame she had nothing but good things to say in her induction speech about Molly Holly, saying that Molly Holly like gave her gear when she couldn't afford it and stuff like that. Um, how Molly Holly paid for her tuition in wrestling school and stuff like that. So um, yeah, it just shows that, you know, other than just being a, a good wrestler for that time, she's just a good all round human being. Molly Holly made history with uh, Victoria at WrestleMania 20. Uh, with their with their match, when she shaved, remember she shaved her head. Shaved her head, yeah. You know, that match was not going to happen unless she shaved her head. It shows that you know, there's things like that. That women wasn't really getting the spotlight that they deserved back then. Um, and obviously there wasn't much women staff back then as well. So yeah, you had to be a real standout. But Molly Holly definitely was a standout, and she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame 100. And she still looks good. Have you seen her today? She yeah, still she's looks amazing. She was in like. the Royal Rumble, wasn't she? I think she was this I year. She was in the Royal Rumble in January. She was definitely in the one last year, but I think she was, she was in the last one year. I don't, know, I don't know if she was in it this year. She might have been in it this year. I think she was. I think it was last year. She was in two. So she's in, she came in as Mighty Molly and then she came in as Molly Holly. Oh, okay. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. You know, she, I'm reading something that she quoted about the, um, the match which she had with uh, Victoria. She says, so I was the women's champ, and they said, "Oh, we're just going to have a pillow fight match with the other girls." I think that was, if I'm if I'm corrected, I think that was Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson. We're not going to have a women's title match, so I just really wanted to be. Oh, and she goes, "Oh, so I really want to." Mania, you're not going to have a women's title match. And she goes, "I mean, who doesn't? If you're the champ and you've been working really hard, you just want to be part of the biggest show of the year." I just said I was willing to put my hair on the line, and if they would let me defend my title on the show, and they said, "Okay." You know what though, the haircut looked good on her though, and she, and I preferred I preferred her hair after she had the haircut as well. No, sure. I think she had a hair, she had a she had a hair brunette around that time, I believe, because that's when she had that heel. She was having a heel run, and then because obviously she was Molly Holly the superhero for a long time, and then yeah. they gave her a heel run. Yeah, man, big up Molly Holly, man. Victoria needs to go in next as well. She needs to go Hall of Fame. Um, who else needs to go in Hall of Fame? I think Jazz needs to go in Hall of Fame. Jazz does need to go in. Um, I think Christian needs to go in, but obviously he's turned up on AEW now, so that's not happening for some years. Oh, no, I'll, I'll think of the women's women's stuff. Oh, women, yeah, definitely Dash, definitely Jazz, Jazz, Mo Jazz Mo Victoria. China needs to go in on her own. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they're they're pretending. They've done the little DX thing and think, oh yeah, put up a little picture of China yeah. in DX. No, she needs to go in on her own. I do agree. Uh, if, 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 if any woman needs to go in by her, uh, definitely China is like a big, big name in the women's. But I feel, I feel they've done it well with the DX thing. And sometimes, sometimes we can just accept people being in the Hall of Fame as part of a group and still get. It. Like for instance, right? Bro, I bro, bro, before you talk, she, she was intercontinental champion. No, I totally Name me another woman that I you, not it, you can't put her in just as DX, saying. like. 
I did not say she doesn't deserve to be on her own. I, I, I definitely said that. She, she I know you did, but I'm... but all I'm saying is, if I if, if this is what I can take, I'm gonna take it. It's like I want Brian Pillman to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Brian Pillman, but I don't see them. I don't see them putting Brian Pillman in the Hall of Fame unless it's probably with the Heart Foundation. Why? Why is that? Is there a reason? Because they've given a reason why they don't want to put China on her own. That's true. That's true. And the thing is, Bulldog is now getting in. Bulldog's getting in by himself, isn't he? Okay, so they probably would put Ryan Pillman by himself. Okay, yeah, good point. I think he, well, so. They, 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 yeah, go, sorry, go on. No, 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 go. They said that they obviously they're scared to put China in on herself because um, I remember Triple H saying if if a child searches China then they might see some of her, her porn-related stuff. I, come I think that's a bit of a lame excuse, to be honest with you. Exactly. Very, so put the woman in. That's probably why X-Park won't get one by himself, either. I think I think that's a bad decision. Even though X-Park's getting a two-time Hall of Fame, though. Yeah. Because he's getting it with NWO. And, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's just because they've got bad blood with China, isn't it? Mm. Because of that. Uh, the late Bam Bam Terry Gordy's daughter. Um, for those who don't know who Terry Gordy is, he was one of the free birds of, of uh, world class championship wrestling. Uh, he's a legend, so he got into the Hall of Fame via free birds. Um, but he should definitely get one by himself. So here we go again. <laughs> but his daughter has had a WWE tryout, so wrestling royalty is coming back via. This, the, what's it? I guess it'll be second generation, right? This is Dua. So, yeah, there we go. Um, anything else outside the ring? I'm forgetting. I think that's really it, really. There's nothing really more. Mm, the Rock yeah. was announced, Rock made an announcement about XFL, how he's still looking to do the XFL and make people's dreams come true, like how his life changed for the better when he was doing NFL. Well, not NFL, you know, college football. Qu- question uh, Have yeah. you lot been keeping up with Young Rock? No, I only watched the first episode. Is, is this more episodes? There's there, there's about three out now, or there's like four episodes in total out now. And right, I, I, I literally it. the same. I'm just like the, the first one was good. Why have I forgotten about it? Yeah. I'm too busy, man. Too busy. But, I, yeah. I watched yeah, I've watched I've watched two of them and I've forgotten okay, about man. I forgot to watch the rest. And it's only like today, I was like, Oh I need to watch yeah, well, tell you, yeah, what do you yeah. think of the young rock? You're a massive rock fan. Are you enjoying the show? Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's quite fun. I remember because when I was younger, like I said, I was a massive rock fan. I read um his bio. So it's nice to see kind of like how how he's doing it on kind of the TV and, and the different elements that he's bringing into it. Um yeah, it's good. I, I like the way they they've kind of set it up as in like he's he's president or running for president, and then he kind of just like like takes bits out. He's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is what happened when I was younger. And I think it's do you know what I think is so genius about this? If he actually did run for president, all his stuff is out. Then no one can spin it because he spun it himself. He's got a whole yeah. TV show and it yeah. says everything. So if he goes for like mayor or anything like that, which probably will at some yeah. point. Yeah, it's it's all out there. Who who's gonna say anything about him? Oh, you used to still when you were younger. Yeah, it's on my TV show. I said that. What, yeah. what now? Yeah. Exactly. The minute I saw that in the first episode, I said, "Yeah, this is this is him and his people them testing the waters for the presidency position. You know, doing a little soft launch, a little soft promotion, and and we'll see where it goes from there." Yeah. Um, I did not watch NXT this week. Max, can you please give us a little summary of what happened on NXT? So some of the biggest things that happened at NXT, um, William Regal announced the two-night takeover, which is going to happen WrestleMania week. Takeover, stand and deliver, they're calling it. Um, 
Wednesday night and Thursday night. So they're basically turning their Wednesday night show into night one. And then the Thursday night will be the second night. Um, he also announced that he's had enough of the women's tag championships from the main roster, not getting a fair go at the, or not being brought to the NXT brand enough. And um, that's true. And then obviously when they were last week, Adam Pearce came down and interfered with the match and, to protect it on the main roster. So he's basically brought into play NXT Women's Tag Team Championships, which I think is a really good look. They've got um, the best women's division in the world. And mm. I think now that's going to give a lot of those women in the mid-card, you know, something more to do. So it's good to see that NXT are treating um, that that particular division really well. And um, he, he made the inaugural champions, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, um, because they won the Dusty, the Women's Dusty Cup a couple of weeks back. And they got shagged in that mishap last week. Um, straight away, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon came out and said, congratulations, but, you know, every champion needs challenges. So we're challenging you guys for these titles. And William Regal said, yeah. So, you know, gave them a match on the night. Um, really good match. Probably, probably one of the matches of the night. They put it in, like, the middle of the card. And um, we saw... Shotzi Blackheart pin Dakota Kai to win the championships. So Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai were probably champions for about half an hour um, <laughs> before they before they lost it, um, which did cause some uproar online. Some people were saying, oh, yeah, they don't care about the championship. They're already hot potato in it, this, that, and the other. Um, I don't necessarily think that's the case. Um, but, yeah, that was really good. And, yeah, we had a women's championship match. Um Io Shirai defending against Tony Storm, another fantastic match. Um, Io Shirai won in the end of a crossface over Tony Storm. Tony Storm tapped out, and Io Shirai went back to backstage, called out Raquel Gonzalez, said that she wants her next. Um, so it's, it's good to see the face kind of taking the initiative. Yeah, and, um, challenging people. Not, yeah, challenging yeah. people, not being passive in this thing. That's usually what happens. And then for the men, I guess the big story was Adam Cole um, got a chance at Finn Balor. Obviously, they've been having a rivalry. Um, Finn Balor knew he had to give him a title shot to get his hands on him. Um, so Adam Cole accepted. They had a really good match. Um, Adam Cole spilled out to the ring near towards the finish. Saw Kyle O'Reilly, which he's obviously got beef with um, in the crowd. But Kyle O'Reilly didn't do anything. That distracted Adam Cole. Um, Finn Balor laid Adam Cole out on the outside of a 1916, rolled him back into the ring, coup de grace off the top rope, pinned him. Um, so he retains his championship. Kyle O'Reilly then jumped the barrier, just laid into Adam Cole, getting his revenge. So we're probably going to get that at WrestleMania weekend, which is going to be... You know, they had a match. match. They, they had a match in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor match. <laughs> I knew you uh, What year was this? I think like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Bro... Yeah, was it was, a, I've seen it. Have you seen it? Have you seen yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, World class. Incredible. So, yeah, if they can do anything like that, it probably won't be the same because they're much older now and mm. suffered injuries since. But if they can replicate anything like that Ring of Honor match, and that's when I think Riley and Cole were hot potato in the title against each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ring of Honor. And they were in Red Dragon together. So it was, yeah, yeah, it was such a great rivalry. But yes, all right, cool. I'm hoping Bobby Fish turns up. Yeah, I think Bobby Fish still has a part to play in this, at least maybe come as the, the wise older figure amongst yeah. these lot and see if he yeah. can bring the Undisputed Era back together. We'll see. Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be a good match. And then Finn Balor was watching all of this happen and then just kind of stood in the ring. The camera panned at him and all you hear heard him say is, you know, um, what do you say? 
Uh, what took you so long? The camera turns to behind him. Karrion Cross is waiting behind him. So I guess they're setting up that angle for, for the takeover as well. Karrion Cross to be a great match. Balor. Yeah, so re- really good NXT. Really, really good show. So NXT will have crowd? I, that's a good question. It depends. I don't think they've even said where they're going to do it. Uh, if they're going to do it in Raymond James, like where WrestleMania is going to be, then I would assume so. Maybe they could even use. They probably, like they probably, they probably won't. They probably, yeah, won't. maybe not. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they just do it in the Thunderdome or somewhere, yeah. or, or in where they are, the Capital One Arena, whatever they're calling it. Um, okay, yeah. interesting. Thing. I haven't really caught up with NXT much. I need to kind of get back on my NXT train. I did what I watched the last takeover, then I fell off again. So, I'll, I'll, I'll probably, yeah, you're making me wanna. This was a particularly good episode. Like, obviously, NXT goes up against AEW, and AEW has a lot more entertainment factor about that mm. about it nxt is just obviously solid great wrestling but not much in terms of entertainment but this was a really really good show the women killed it on the, all the women's matches were great on this show well let's talk about aew Alex, we got a question from russ cooper poops 187 do you think aew managed to go to go some way of bouncing back from the disappointed end at revolution with the mox and kingston promo and what did you think of Kenny on Dynamite? All right, so we'll talk about AEW. How did it kick off again? Because I did watch it this morning, and I think it kicked off with Matt Jackson versus Ray Phoenix. Am Ray I right? Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was a very good match. Yeah, yeah. Um, two of one of the best in the world doing what they do. Um, Phoenix got the win, which I was a bit... I don't know why I was a bit surprised about. It was the right decision. Because he's been losing in every high-profile match he's had. But... yeah. Yeah, despite putting on top performances, he's been losing. But yeah, he got the win here. And I think they've got a tag match next week for the titles. So Kyle was in the crowd watching this match. So is So yeah, Kyle, SCU. are they going to be... I think SCU are facing whoever comes out as tag champions. They've got a little stipulation where Kazarian has said to Daniels that next time we lose, that's it. We're done as a as a team. So... That's why they're kind of paying attention to them and, you know, kind of figure out who's going to be next for them and if they're going to triumph over them. Let's talk about the Mark's Kingston promo. Um, I'm going to go first. Well, before I go first, actually, Tay, did you watch AEW? No, I haven't. I haven't managed to catch up with a, a lot of them. So. But do you know what happened at the botch at Revolution? Did you see the botch? No. Oh, so you don't know anything? No. Okay, so just to give you some context of what we're going to talk about, we're talking about. So, you know, they did the, the, the death match, the, the barbed wire death match at Revolution, right? Which is a famous match in Japan, and there's always explosives tied up to these matches, right? Cactus Jack's done it, Terry Funk's done it, whatever, right? <clears throat> so, they had this match, and the match was actually really good. It was actually really good. The bombs are blowing up, and everything is really good, right? But there's there's a famous, uh, they want to replicate a famous moment from, from, um, Michinoku Pro and FMW where the whole ring explodes. Right? They tried to do that in AEW and it flopped. It was bad. It didn't work. So now we're down to Dynamite. We've had Mox and Kingston. Sorry, can I can I just interrupt you, Skillet? Yeah. Yeah. Because my, my my missus was was passively watching Revolution with me when I was when I stayed up and watched it the other Did night. Did you like wrestling? No. She doesn't, but she's invested in Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks. Naomi, all the all the usuals, and I think yeah, I, love, I, love that, I love that. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. She no, she she understands. Like she likes Renee Young because like we watched NXT, kind of came up. She's pregnant now. All the kind of girly stuff. Like she's invested in. 
Um, but yeah, so we we watched this, yeah, and obviously this ring didn't explode. Like sparklers came out of the ring posts. We saw a bit of smoke, but definitely not an explosion. It was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, definitely not an explosion. It just like so underwhelming. Like, oh, well, let let me just drop what my missus said. She goes, I've seen more pyro with Roman Reigns' entrance. Oh wow, that's from a casual fan. That's so, but. Ambr- uh, I was going to call him Ambrose. Wow. Mox <laughs> and Kingston did do a good job of, uh, they did do a very, in my opinion, they did a very good job of making up for that mistake because they had, they cut a promo where uh, Kingston, because obviously what happened was, hey, when, when the bomb didn't go off, Kingston still stuck to the script and laid on the ground, passed out like the bomb blew off. <laughs> Right, so that's what was embarrassing. But Kingston swerved it and said stuff like, "Oh, I've been suffering anxiety all my life. Um, you don't know what it's like to be." What was it? What's the example we gave Max? You don't know what it's like to. Um, he went. He basically said that when he was in his younger days, he had like a felony, was arrested, went to prison, wanted like a high security prison in New York, and he had an anxiety attack. Um, then when he was taken in, so I think he basically said something along the lines that he's ever he's been having anxiety attacks since then. And then obviously when he got in a situation where he saw his old friend was going to get blown up, he had another anxiety attack, hence why he passed out. Yeah. So, um, right. and, then, and, then, and, then, and then Moxley was like, oh, uh, Kenny, Kenny, I don't know what you were trying to do. Were you, even, were you trying? No, I think Kingston had to go and like, oh, Kenny, were you trying to play the Joker and, and Moxley be the Batman? Were you just a prank? And he goes, no, no, he tried to, he tried to blow me up. He tried to blow me up. But it, it just didn't work. Maybe you had some, uh, you hired a piece of shit Pyro company to do your work for you, and then and then Kingston was like, Oh, it's definitely from TNA, TNA who, who paid for it. So they did, they did swerve it around. They did, so I mean, I don't think it does it, it doesn't save it completely, but no, they tried. it's a good attempt. It was good, it was a good, it was a good promo. Um, after that, we had Cody, Cody had a match with Seth Gargan, enhancement talent, yeah, yeah, beats him in like mere minutes, Two gives him a moves. Then Pentagon comes out, cuts the promo with his translator. And swaggy. Yeah, Pentagon suit looks amazing. And I love his and I love his mask, right? With the scratch claws across the eye. You know what killed me in this in this section? So obviously Penta speaks in Spanish and he's got the other guy on the Spanish announce table to come and translate. Um Alex something like a camera of his surname. So Penta's telling him what to say. And then Alex is like well into it as if he's the heel with Penta as well, like he's his manager. He's like, Penta said that yeah. this, is, this is gonna happen to you, Cody. Like he's so into it. Like I think that works, man. I no, it was so good. So good. They did carry this. And I think this could lead to said fun. this. Penta said that. Like, and the way he was just like doing all the facial expressions and twisting his hand in his head, like this could definitely <laughs> lead Pentagon to a very successful single run. Mm-hmm. Like having having because he was saying something, he was saying some stuff in English as well. Yeah, the final blow, the final blow was delivered in English. He said, Oh, let me let me speak American for you guys to understand. (laughs) As if Americans like some dirty language. And then he goes, um, he said, Cody, if it was just me and you in the ladder match, I would have beaten you so bad you wouldn't be able to hold your newborn daughter. And that's when Cody jumped the barrier and went for it. It was a pull-apart brawl. It was a really good segment. It was really good. Uh best friends cut a promo in the arcade playing games. 
I don't know where. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sting and Tony Schiavone had a had a promo. Well, Sting was gonna say something, and then Lance Archer kind of interrupted Sting, yeah. and um, and Sting didn't really say much. But Lance, Archer, what was Lance Archer talking about? Lance Archer was basically saying, well, Sting started talking, and Lance Archer came and said that he's reclaiming his time. Like maybe he thinks he needs more spotlight on him, something along those lines. I don't want to see Lance Archer versus Sting because Lance Archer might actually kill him if they don't do a cinematic match. So let's just. <laughs> I hope. I think this is just um, like misdirected anger. Sting was just taking the brunt of it on this week, and let's just move on. Like. Ethan Page had a match with um, Lee Johnson. Yeah, what do you think? I, I think it's. I think it was all right for Lee Johnson. It did what he needed to do. Um, for those that watched, like, no matter how you watched the TNT version, they were actually playing the NBA All Star audio over this match. I don't know if you picked that up, Skillet. I did. I, I so I didn't know what was going on because I I felt oh maybe the person who's live streaming it. I didn't watch it live. I watched it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, this morning, I watched it this morning. But yeah. I thought whoever's making me watch it through the stream is also made a mistake, and no, I'm hearing yeah. basketball. But it was actually TNT. TNT. It was TNT. They were streaming the um, NBA All Star Game um, over the audio here. So Ethan Page done a promo at the beginning of the match that was super quiet because they were streaming this commentary during the match was super quiet, and obviously it doesn't make for a good debut for for Ethan Page. Um, but I just feel like Ethan Page, just to talk about him, there's just too many of his kind of character right now. Like MJF is killing it. Um, you've got Chris Jericho on the show. On WWE, you've got The Miz. These are all guys that are kind of like the same ilk. And I just don't know what Ethan Page is going to bring different to AEW where there is MJF. And he's not a bad heel, though. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying yeah. he's he's down the pecking order to like Chris Jericho is the GOAT of this kind of cowardly intelligent heel kind of guy yeah i hear you i hear you and, and he's, he's behind lot, these people like and there's too much of them in aew i feel mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's at the bottom of the pile because he's just come in so i just think he's gonna have to adapt do yeah. something different basically uh dark order had a promo with um hangman paid where they were like on some sort of yeah, do, do, like do you watch me the elite Nah, I don't watch that thing. Okay, so I don't care for that. I'll give you the background. Um, yeah, obviously, at Revolution, Adam Page and Matt Hardy had a match for whoever lost the match would give up their first quarter earnings to the other person. So Adam Page wins the match on being the elite on Monday. Um, the Dark Order guys were celebrating. Oh, you won the match. You, you're rich and all this stuff. That they said, oh, we found your, we found your wallet. And, you know, we bought you some things with all of your new winnings. Um, we bought you um, barrels of whiskey because he's got like an alcohol problem. They bought him condoms because, yeah, uh, they they bought. What else did they say they bought him? They bought cocaine. Um, <laughs> and then they, uh, some other stuff. Adam Page said he bought some stuff and he gave the rest of the money away. So he was asking them, what money did they buy it with? Basically, they've now made him overdrawn and in debt because the money had actually... Oh, yeah, you mentioned, you mentioned last it. week. You mentioned yeah. this last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, then this segment on Dynamite was he bought a lawnmower, which is a inside Dark Order joke of when Brody Lee was still around and he bought lawnmowers with some winnings or something like that. And um, 
yeah, they were just asking him what he'd done with all his winnings. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Dark Order joined him and stuff like that. So, so something interesting happened here. So they joined him in the lawnmower, they all drove up, but there was one guy left behind. Five, yeah, from the five dark left behind. They bully, now, they just bully him. I don't, I don't think there's anything serious to, to really look into here as of yeah, yet. no, because he took it well and he's all be like, oh, shucks, and he's yeah. a bit like that. But <laughs> if they keep doing this, they could probably lead five to be a top heel. If you be changing yeah, I think deep down, what they've been telling is five is five is the one that really likes Adam Page. Like five say it sent Adam Page a, a Valentine's Day card, I think it was, which Matt Hardy found and threw out. So he never actually received the card. Uh, so like Adam, yeah. So right now it looks like five is being mistreated by Adam Page and the rest of his guys. But um A's looking at it. <laughs> Tay, Tay, Tay's thinking, what the hell is this? I'm like, this sounds so crazy that I'm really need to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'll be very entertained. No, it, 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 that's one thing I'll give them. It, it is entertaining stuff. Yeah, They're doing some good booking. Things don't yeah. always go right, but they're doing all right. Um, yeah. Matt Hardy has hired Butch, Butcher, Butch, um, what's his name again? The Butcher and guy. Blade. Butcher and Blade into the... I never really yeah. liked Butcher and Blade, to be honest with you. I never really met with them, but... I think I think yeah they their work is all right. So yeah, he hired them into his little conglomerate of people he's managing because he needs to make obviously his money back because he's lost his first quarter earnings to Adam Page. So um yeah, I think they're having some like big five or six man tag match next week. Butcher Blades, Private Party and Matt Hardy versus the Dark Order and Hangman Page. Okay, let's talk about this promo with um Kenny Omega and the good the good brothers. And um, my man from um, what's his name again? Don Callis. Don Callis. My mind is mad. Yeah. So they cut a promo. Omega was just kind of boasting. Really, he's kind of talking a lot of nonsense, talking smack. Don Callis was talking smack. Say they did the best of what they do. Um, they kind of made made fun of Moxley with, with the with the botch that happened and uh, whatnot. But um. Who confronted them first before who came out? Before Eddie Kingston else? came out. Eddie first. Kingston came out, and they, they attacked Eddie Kingston, didn't they? Yeah. Well, yeah. Don Callis was saying to him that you know, um, this is a story of your life. Basically, I, I had you when I was in charge of Impact. I let you go because you always mess things up when you're nearly at you know the point of it could be you basically. And um, Kenny That's Omega, right. Kenny Omega was daring him to hit him. Said you wouldn't dare to hit the world champion, this, that, and the other. And then Kenny, Kenny, Eddie Kingston sparked him, and um, yeah, he got beaten up. Then Moxley came out, tried to make the save. Um, th- there was the part where they they pretended that they were going to detonate something. Did you see that when there was yeah. the, the timer yeah. up? And yeah. then did you hear what Kenny Omega said? Sixty nine me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he obviously he's more <laughs> tase. What? <laughs> so basically again they were mocking the fact that obviously at revolution when they thought this was going off eddie kingston jumped on top of moxley to basically hide from the explosion yeah so that's why when they done this mock explosion kenny omega was like quick don 69 me um (laughs) to mock them and don Callis actually jumped on him in that position which was kind of wild but um yeah then moxley came out and then um the countdown went the countdown went. You know what made me laugh about? You know what made me laugh about this countdown thing? What? <laughs> it proved Jim Ross has never seen Impact or TNA in his life. Yeah, oh. because because especially when he was in his high days, yeah. Because the countdown went off and it was blatantly Christian Cage's music. Because everybody knows, if anybody knows his music from TNA, it's the same, it's the same theme. Mm. 
And then <laughs> Ross was like, huh? What's, what, what is this? And, and, then, and, then, and then Shivani was like, oh, you know who it is? And she goes, no, I don't know. What it is. <laughs> and the countdown went, and it's Christian Cage. We did it, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's Christian Cage. Oh, you know, I just didn't recognize the music. The music's different. He's got, new, he's got new music. He's got new music. Oh, no. J right. JR is too honest right now on, on AEW. Like the minute he doesn't like something or the minute he doesn't understand something, he literally says it live on air. Yeah. And a lot of a lot of um wrestlers have actually like said, I think maybe about two months ago, something came out with people saying that the AEW talent feel that JR is burying them live on air, like because he just doesn't either get moveset, doesn't say their name correctly, just stuff like that. Yeah, that's not good. Mm. Um, so Christian Cage comes down. And makes the challenge against Omega, I guess, and tries to put him in the young prettier. And uh, Omega sneaked out classic yeah. Ric Flair heel style. And uh, I'm assuming the next pay per view will be Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega. Is this something you're interested in seeing? First of all, let's go to Tay. Tay, would you watch AEW? Would you tune in and say, you know what? I would like to see Christian Cage against Kenny Omega, two Canadians. Going at it and two legends in their own right going at it. I don't know if I care enough about Christian to want to watch it. Like, I love Kenny Omega, I love Christian. I'm like, I'll watch him if he's on. Like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to watch it. So, I mean, I, I might watch it, but if there's something else on, <laughs> Max. Um, I, I I hope that obviously Christian is here to like do talent enhancement, get get the younger guys over, do a bit of coaching, all of that kind of stuff. I don't mind him going for the title, but let this be maybe a little TV feud that doesn't reach the next pay per view, which is double or nothing in May, because I don't want to see this going on till May. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how they work this out in terms of scheduling because. For those that watch Impact, and I, I don't, I'll just catch the highlights and know what's happening. Rich Swan, the champion, is going to defend his championship against Moose um, this weekend or next weekend, maybe. Um, a unification match because Moose is still carrying around the TNA championship. And whoever wins that match is going to face Omega in a title versus title match on the next Impact pay-per-view. Oh, wicked. So the chances are, is that... It, Omega is going to win the Impact Championship, yeah, um, against Moose or Rich Swan. So I don't know how, in terms of Christian getting involved now, where he falls on the timeline between now that happening and then the next pay per view, AEW pay per view in May. Um, but it but might yeah. be a, it might be a case where Omega wins the TNA title and he defends it against Christian Cage. Maybe that's what he defends against Christian because obviously Christian's got prior former, with that former TNA champion himself. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So may maybe that's what they do. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't mind if it's a lose. Like, I think it's going to be a losing effort. There's no way Christian should be winning the world championship. No, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> I think it's Christian's job is Christian's job is to get over younger talent. That's his job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this is the one thing we complain about. Like, when these guys come back, I feel like they should be used in that position, middle of the card, get over the younger guys and all that kind of, or like high profile marquee matches away from championships. I don't think Christian should be 
picking up the belt and signaling he wants the AEW championship. It's just going to rile people up the wrong way, even though we know that's probably not his intention. The same with Edge on mm. on WWE, but I don't I think those guys have got their head screwed on. They're not on some Goldberg thing. Like, I need to... No, they're not. They're not. They've got yeah. their head screwed on. They're not going they to... They, they know it's for the ben benefit for the younger chance. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. For that. Um, Scorpio Sky versus Darby Allen. They had a good match for the TNT Championship. Scorpio Sky falls short and then turns heel. Yeah. Um, good decision. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a it's a quick it's a weird one because Scorpio Sky literally came back on TV last Wednesday. He was put into this ladder match to see who would face Darby Allen on on the pay per view for not being on TV for so long. Just came back, won the ladder match, and then. It's like, okay, he's picking up momentum. Does he go on and win the actual match for the title? No. Um, and we were saying on Monday when we reviewed Revolution Skillet that all of these gimmick matches that they've done to crown number one contenders, no one's won them. This is since AEW's begun from the beginning of time. They've done ladder matches. They've done battle royals to see who's going to go on and face the champions. And none of these people have ever won. And this pattern continues. Um, I wouldn't say he deserved to win. I think the heel turn is needed. That might bring some life to his character, but just a bit of a weird one to bring him back and him not win sort of thing. And let's talk about the last segment of the night. This was actually really, really good. I really enjoyed this. So it was the inner circle finally addressing the little inner turmoil between the faction. They were cutting a promo, Jericho, MJF, Santana. What's Santana's brother name again? Ortiz. Ortiz. Uh, Hagler, Jack Hagler, Jack Swagger. Hager, is it Hager? Okay. <laughs> Jake Hager, yeah, yeah, Jack, 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 Jake Hager. Sorry, yeah. um, who else am I missing? That's it. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, it. that's it. They were all having a little internal beef, addressing each other, and then Sammy Guevara, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sammy Guevara shows up and he just says to Jericho, Listen, man, you can't be believing MJS nonsense. MJS wants you, MJF wants you out of the uh, out of the group. And we need to rally together to stop him. And then MJ was like, yeah, actually, he's right. I do want you out of the group. This is actually what I've been planning. And uh, Jericho, you need to go. And then it looked like uh, Ortiz and Santana and Jake Hager was about to approach Jericho to attack him. And then they did the whole classic invasion angle storyline where they turn around on MJF. And they all dress MJF. And, it, and Jericho says, you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> we, we, we talk to each other every day, you jackass. MJF, and, MJF goes, oh, let me, let me explain myself. Let me say, and then you just see Chris Jericho take to the mic. Shut up, you stupid son of a bitch. bitch. Yeah, that was good. That was, I <laughs> love Jericho. That's so well, yeah. When, when he's on the mic, he's the best, man. <laughs> Shut up, you stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> and, then, and then he pushes MJF onto the floor. MJF is about to cry. They, they, they're going to kick him out. And then MJF was like, no, please, 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 please. And it's like, and then as they give him a chance to explain himself, because I mean, let me explain, let me explain. I have been plotting my own faction. And then the lights go out and it's, well, it's the revival, basically, FTR, yep. the Tully Blanchard, um, obviously Waldo, which is MJF's bodyguard, and obviously Sean Spears. And they show up in the ring and they attack the inner circle and brutally attack inner circle, by the way, beat the hell out of them. Um, there was blood. We saw blood. Uh, Jericho got power bomb through a table. Sabi Guevara got thrown into head first into a steel chair. 
they were stepping on people's hands. It was, it was a really, really good segment and a great way to end it because MJF is now the he's now the guy now. It was, yeah. it was always building up that MJF is going to be the guy, but it's official. He's now got his own faction where he runs things. It's like they're like the new cutting edge horseman without being the horseman. A bit different, but it's horseman esque. You know, it's got a little horseman esque in there. But I think MJF would have been the right choice for that anyway. Um, for that faction that was forming last week, I think MJF was definitely the right choice. So, uh, this is interesting stuff, man. I'm excited to see it. And, and what did you think, Max? Yeah, I thought this was a good angle, definitely to end the show. Didn't see this coming. Everyone thought that MJF was going to become the leader of Inner Circle. They were going to kick out Chris Jericho, but um, this was a yeah, like a double swerve almost. And um, I think of what everyone else is now kind of saying online that this is going to lead to the the blood and guts match. Which, if you know, this is this is basically like their answer to War Games. Um, a big, you know, five on five match inside some type of cell or whatever the case is. So um, they tried to bust this, I think, right at the beginning of the pandemic. But then obviously the pandemic happened. It was meant to be the elite versus inner circle. But now there's obviously an, a new two big factions in a circle and whatever MJF's lot are going to call themselves. So this is probably going to lead to this blood and guts match. Um, I think so I think it's know. I think it was better because because the elite and the and inner circle had their little thing in that stadium, right? Yeah, the stadium. Yeah. So, so that's cool. That's yeah, yeah. Cool. now. This is something new with yeah. two new, with, with a new faction, and, and it's, yeah. So it's good. It's good. This is really good. It was really built up, built up really well, and a very good story. So you know what? A good bounce back from a really poor ending, which would have been a great pay per view if it wasn't for that poor ending, yeah, and a dis- yeah. and a disappointing signing within Christian, because <laughs> because it was so hyped up to be something really really special. But AEW are bouncing back. They're doing all right. It's gonna take a little while, but yeah, they, they, I think they, they're still. There's still there's still competition. It's still yeah, competition. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tay. Yeah. Have you been doing? I mean, I mean, you know, I know AEW is not really your thing. Um, but have has Max and I kind of convinced you that maybe, <laughs> maybe get on it? I mean, it's not that it's not my thing. It's just that I don't have time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I can only watch. I only have so many hours in the day. But like, you, you're 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 giving me a con- a very convincing argument. To, to stop watching some <laughs> and yeah. stop putting this on, but yeah. Okay. Think, 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 think of AEW as like a main, it's like NXT with entertainment factor. Yeah. Like it is, it is good. Most weeks you're getting a solid eight out of 10 show. If not like some weeks they literally put a pay-per-view on TV. Like it's mm-hmm. good. Um, no show I don't think has been less than seven, and I'm I'm not an, a pro AEW person. I'm very much still, you know, WWE is what we came up on, and that's my thing. But mm. AEW are doing some good. really good stuff. Yeah. What else is there? That's really it. Really, there's nothing really much to talk about, is it? Yeah, I mean, we talked about you know what's going on in the world of Impact that's going to cross over into AEW. Um, I think that's more or less it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, keep subscribing, keep watching, keep listening, keep tuning in. We've got some more stuff coming up, more guests coming on the show. And, uh, yeah, uh, your support is appreciated, really appreciated, actually. And uh, please send in your questions in as well so we can have a lot more to talk about within these shows. Uh, Tay, anything before we sign off from you? None from me. What about your social? Um, you can just do kick out podcasts, that's uh, I'm not really. I do you know what I've, I've not really been on Instagram too too much. Um, yeah, the girls so been working. 
Exactly. We trying to like add request people. Oh, it's, it's all long. I just got a whole list. I'm like, you know what? I'll get back to that later. So yeah, you be working hard. You definitely be working hard, Tay. So yeah, no, no, what, no worries. Um, anything from you, Max? Like Tay said, follow Kick Out Podcast. That's that's what I'm gonna say too. Follow Kick Out Podcast. Subscribe. Follow. And please spread the word. Uh, more content coming soon. Thank you for always tuning in.